Spiral Dial Sci-Fi with a Soundscape Yes, clunk. Yes, yes, clunk. The steps grew louder and louder. Jessica remained still beneath the mass of stone fearing that any movement might cause the rocks to collapse on top of them. Archie cowered beneath her, trembling. Neither of them spoke. The closer the steps came, the more they felt the vibration of each one. Dust started falling from the mass onto Archie's face. He hunched, holding his breath, desperately trying not to sneeze. The steps grew closer until it felt as if the vibrations emanated from directly above them, then stopped. Jessica dared not move. Breathing in, she caught a hint of a familiar yet horrific smell. The smell of decaying flesh. She gagged before she could stop herself, the stones above her shifting as she convulsed. One final flurry of rock fragments fell. This time, it was too much for Archie's delicate nose. A Jew! He bellowed. Several shards of rock broke away and tore at his arms, breaking his fragile skin. A voice erupted in the chamber. It was familiar and yet strange. The accent was Australian, but the tone was cold, devoid of any warmth. Reveal yourselves, it intoned. The smell grew stronger. It became more acrid, as if something was burning. At once Jessica saw Ant's face blistering in the bubble, with Patricia being pushed down, down into the floor. He is coming for you, Patricia had said. Could it be true? Could everything she had seen have really happened? The voice repeated, Reveal yourselves coming closer and closer. Slow, scraping noises came from above their heads, and the stones above seemed to shift from side to side. Jessica balanced them with some considerable effort. Thoughts racing, she tried to make a plan, but that smell grew stronger and stronger, flinging flashbacks into her mind and making it impossible for her to focus. As the scraping grew louder, Jessica prepared herself to act. She had called herself tightly, ready to react, when the chamber was filled with a loud, rustling sound. It seemed to descend from above them until it completely surrounded them, blocking out that terrible, cold voice. At the same time, a sweet fragrance swept past them, completely erasing the odour of death. Jessica took a deep breath in with relief. Before she could take another, the singing started in a language she did not recognise. Death's confirmed for he now 
As she listened, comprehension seemed to dawn on her gradually. She understood the meaning of the words, although how, she was not sure. Sing. Music. Brightens the shadow of death and casts down the demon sing. 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 Music brightens the shadow of death and casts down the demon. Sing. She only heard one voice but the echoes made it sound as if a mighty chorus joined in on each and every note. With every phrase, her spirits seemed to lift until she could not help but smile despite their desperate situation.
As the sound faded away, she felt the massive rock above her shift slightly. Someone was lifting the debris away and pulling it aside, but incredibly gently, such that not even a speck of dust fell onto them. A crack opened up, letting the light in, and Jessica's vision was filled with bright yellow. The colour glowed in the enclosed space, throwing the remaining irregular fragments of stone into sharp relief against Archie's face. Jessica could not stop looking towards the light. Its warmth formed a complete contrast to Archie's pale features. His eyes hooded and half cast into shadow. As each stone was lifted above them, more and more light poured through, forming a mosaic of sunshine. A trickle of light drifted onto Jessica's arm and she wondered if she would become yellow just as she had become orange. As soon as the thought crossed her mind, she realised she wanted more than anything to be free in her own air, with the sunlight shining upon her. More yellow fragments came to rest upon her arm, snaking from one side to the other, and she realised that they were strands, strands of hair, hair made from the very essence of sunshine. It reminded her of Amy's hair. Perhaps Amy had rescued them, she thought, before remembering that Amy was dead, ripped apart in childbirth. Archie had been dead too. She glanced down at him. He was alive, but he shook, not meeting her gaze. Jessica felt that most of the rock above her head had been lifted. She braced to shake the rest off. Before she could move, a soft, deep voice spoke in a measured tone. Don't move. Please, just hold on. I will free you both safely. The voice sounded kind. Jessica did as it asked, remaining completely still until the last of the rock was lifted. A tall, broad figure stood before them, face obscured by a long curtain of fine, blonde hair. The tangled strands wove in and out of each other to form an intricate pattern appearing somehow both irregular and symmetrical. Jessica stood motionless, gazing at the delicate filaments, following them in and out and up and down. She had never seen such a beautiful colour. Each strand had a golden core, but the edge almost faded into the gold-orange of a tropical sunset. She involuntarily snatched in a deep gulp of air, having completely forgotten to breathe. Eyes wide, she remained rooted to the spot as the figure slowly lifted its head and brushed those golden strands from its eyes, so bright that Jessica struggled to focus on its face. She saw only a bright golden halo surrounding smooth white features. I am called Morven. What are you called? Jessica found her mind strangely blank. Archie, meanwhile, had no problem finding his voice. Took your time, didn't you? He grumbled, brushing himself off. Can't you see I'm bleeding? Our so-called doctor doesn't seem at all concerned. Much you shears. Pardon me, might it be that we've encountered each other in the before times? Morven inquired. Before times? I'm having great difficulty remembering the time before I was bleeding. Archie was holding his neck at a very odd angle indeed, tilted slightly to the right and upwards, as if he were being walked on a lead by an invisible owner. Are you comfortable? Morven intoned. You look to have a slight crick 
in your neck. Of course I'm not comfortable, you moron. Can't bear the sight of blood. Simply can't bear it. He had started to hyperventilate. Shivering, he slithered to the floor, wounds dripping slowly onto the bare rock. Of course, how remiss of me. Let me dress your wounds. Morven moved with speed, and yet so smoothly that his pace appeared quite leisurely. It seemed that in the blink of an eye, Archie's cuts were neatly bandaged in clean white fabric. Adjusting his neck, Archie stretched it first up and to the left, then rotated it gingerly. An audible crack rang through the chamber. The sound pierced Jessica's trance. Who are you? she stammered. Archie replied, even before Morven had turned to face her. Do excuse her, she's a little bit starstruck. I'm Archie, if you don't know already. His tone implied that he felt this was distinctly unlikely to be the case. We're just passing through on the captain's orders. Had Morven stiffened slightly at the mention of the captain? Jessica was not sure. He smoothly turned to face Archie once more and spoke in that same measured, unflustered tone. In this place, there is no captain, and there are no orders. What has the captain ordered you to do? Archie shrugged his shoulders. Oh, you know, this and that. Between you and me, I don't take orders from anyone. The more optional activities, you know, a bit like... One of those tour bus itineraries where you can go and feed the goats or climb a mountain. Personally, I'm more of a fan of hanging out at the back of the bus and smoking out of the windows. Talking of smoking, do you have a light? He fumbled in his pockets. Damnation, I must have dropped it. Did you pick up my tobacco, Jessica? Jessica was still staring at Morvan's mane of hair, completely engrossed in the small movements it made as he unconsciously shifted from side to side. Jessica, did you not hear? I'm simply desperate for a fag, darling. Can you make yourself useful for once? Shaking herself off, she made a desultory effort to check her pockets. She realised to her horror that she was still clad in the thin white robe she had been handed by Ant on stage, by now ragged and stained with grey dust and Archie's blood. She flushed in embarrassment. Keeping her head down, she reached into the pockets and found only the small piece of paper she had retrieved from the lab what seemed like a lifetime ago. She smoothed it out absent-mindedly. Archie reached over and grabbed it from her. Excellent. Now I just need some tobacco. He proceeded to turn one of his pockets inside out and collected a miscellany of dark brown and black tobacco debris on the small slip of paper. Morven, my darling, how about that light? Morven extended one arm towards Archie, who was solely focused on rolling his cigarette. Instead of providing him with ignition, he took hold of his wrist firmly. Archie spluttered with indignation, but before he could utter a word, Morven had removed the piece of paper from his grasp and scattered the leaves of tobacco all over the rock below. Archie dropped to the floor, scraping his knees in the process, scrabbling to collect the remnants of his much-longed-for cigarette. What the hell did you want to do that for? He spluttered in outrage. Don't you know that's the last nicotine for thousands of miles? Morven ignored him. He only inspected the sheet of paper as if it held some deep significance for him. 
After several minutes of silence, he glanced at Jessica, appraising her too. She wanted to ask him questions upon questions, but there were too many to know where to start, so she continued to gaze at him mutely. Archie dragged himself to his feet, brushing the fruits of his labour from his hands into his pockets, and let out a long, melodramatic sigh. When this produced no reaction, he drew back his left foot and deliberately kicked the pile of rock next to him. A rustle of movement followed by a low creaking sound suddenly startled them. A low rumble emanated from the rock pile. Your friend is foolish, Morven said, speaking very slightly faster than he had done previously. He folded the piece of paper, smoothing it as he did so, and handed it back to Jessica. He won't be out for long. We must leave this place. Follow me. Morven produced a small green crystal from his pocket and started to hum softly. The crystal seemed to resonate on his outstretched hand as he did so, building in volume until it cascaded from his hand onto the surface of the surrounding water. It formed a green crystalline bridge leading to the darkness at the very edge of the cavern. Without glancing backwards, Morven glided away across the bridge which he had created. Jessica automatically matched his pace. She placed one foot onto the green substance. As she did so, a sharp, unmistakable tingle passed through her, slowing her movement momentarily. She felt Archie's hand on her shoulder. I wouldn't go down there if I were you. You never know what you might find. His tone was jovial, sarcastic even. She turned towards him. Before she could speak, the pile of rocks shifted once more, and as it creaked, the light above them dimmed from white to pink to red, blood running down towards them. She grabbed his hand and pulled him after her, hoping that her feet would find safety, unable to see where she was putting them. Running into darkness.